This is a 9mm bullet from a handgun, which we captured in slow motion. The handgun bullet traveled about 800 miles an hour. It sliced nearly straight all the way through the gel. This one's going to be a little bit louder. Now, look at the AR-15 round. Mm. See the difference? Yes. <laughs> it's three times faster and struck with more than twice the force. The shockwave of the AR-15 bullet blasted a large cavity in the gel, unlike the bullet from the handgun. A powerful and much-needed reminder of how lethal AR-style rifles are. That was MSNBC. Um, they put out a news broadcast. This was after the shooting in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the, where the shooter went to St. Francis Hospital, shot up that doctor's office. Um, you know, one thing that pisses me off, and it's not just Joe Biden, okay? It's really not. It is all politicians. They all do this. They all lie. They only tell half-truths, and the media backs them up. So today... What we're going to focus on is some education. I want you to be able to identify the lies that is coming out of broadcast TV. This is not just to call you stupid because I do not believe you're stupid. You're listening to me, so you're pretty darn smart. Okay? This is so that you can look at these new broad news broadcasters and you can say, that's only half the story or that's completely wrong. That is what this today's episode is all about. I am Matthew Sheets. I am the Oklahoma Prepper. Thank you for tuning in and listening to what I got to tell you. So without further ado, let's jump right into this. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Oklahoma Prepper. Okay, so the original video that I took that for from MSNBC, that link is going to be posted in the show notes. Now, one of the things they talk about, they starts off with somebody firing a 9mm handgun into a block of gelatin. And then the, the announcer makes it clear that the next shot is going to be louder. Well, is that true? I mean, just, the, just that point right there, even just a few seconds into that video, is that the truth? The answer is no. Sound is measured in decibels. Okay? So to give you some to give you some reference points, there's another link added in with the show notes right here. So it's a decibel chart. Okay? So I'm gonna go over this decibel chart with you, but I want you to go back and look at it for yourself. So leaves rustling in the yard is roughly ten decibels. A whisper, a faint whisper, is around twenty-five decibels, it looks like. <clears throat> a quiet office is around 40 decibels. Normal conversation is 60 decibels. A vacuum cleaner. Now, this is where you're starting to get into that danger zone. You're not quite there yet, but you're starting to get into that danger zone where hearing loss occurs is 70 decibels. Very loud traffic or a noisy restaurant is about 85 decibels. Okay. Now you get into the danger zones, okay? Motorcycles, subways, snowmobiles, a loud sporting event. A chainsaw runs at about 110 decibels, okay? A marching band, a very large marching band, will run at about 115 decibels. Okay, an ambulance siren or a siren in general runs at 120 decibels. 
that will start causing hearing loss. So if you're standing in front of the speaker on the front of a vehicle and that is going off, it is going to take about seven seconds with no earplugs in to start causing damage to your ears. A jackhammer runs 130 decibels. A rifle blast or a shotgun blast? This says 140, but what I found in other places said they run about 150. So it's in that 140 to 150 decibel range. That's where a rifle or a pistol blast is at. Now this chart shows a shotgun blast at 160, which I guess it could be a little bit louder, but that's just because it have a larger bore. Okay, and a rocket launch at the pad runs 180 decibels. So it would take very, very short period of time. I mean, less than a second to cause permanent hearing damage without, without hearing protection. And with hearing protection, it would take, you know, from the calculations here, just shooting off the hip, I'm going to say somewhere around 10, maybe 15 seconds. So very serious at 180 decibels. So is that nine millimeter handgun louder at 150 decibels than that rifle blast at 150 decibels? I'm going to say no, it's not. Okay. Now they talk about that rifle being three times as fast as the handgun. Is that true? Yes, actually, that part is true. But we're going to get into fruits, okay? Because I like fruits. You like fruits? I think everybody pretty much likes fruits, especially the ones of us who can eat it and digest them good, okay? Vegetables are really good too, but I love my fruits. So comparing a handgun, the feet per second, to a rifle feet per second is like comparing apples to pears. Apples and pears are both fruits, yes, they both grow on trees. Yes. Are they very different? Absolutely. Is what you do with them very different? Yes, it is. So we're going to get into some facts. Excuse me while I pull out my book. Okay, so sound, sound travels. The speed of sound is 1,125.33 feet per second. Once you get to 125.34, you break the sound barrier. What happens when you break the sound barrier? Does, does anybody know? Raise your hands. No, I'm just joking. I can't see you anyway. It's a podcast. Okay, so you break the sound barrier. A sonic boom happens. That's what happens. If you don't believe me, look at the fighter jets. Okay, look at your supersonic fighter jets. Look at what happens when they break the speed of sound. You get a sonic boom, and you can physically see that sonic boom in slow motion videos. So all you have to do is go faster than 1,126 call it six, 1,126 feet per second, and boom, you got a sonic boom. Your subsonic, that is slower than the speed of sound. Those rounds are very quiet, okay? But you break the sound barrier, and now you get a sonic boom. That sonic boom is what damages your hearing. Plain and simple when it comes to this right here. So they, they were specifically talking about the AR-style rifles. Why are they picking on the AR-style rifles? Because they're idiots. 
Plain and simple, they're idiots. A semi-automatic rifle is a semi-automatic rifle. It makes no difference what shape it is in. I can curve the stock in an S. Okay, so long as the barrel is straight, I can still fire the round. I don't care what the rest of it looks like. doesn't matter. Black, brown, blue, pink, purple, neon colors. No difference. None. Okay? A semi-automatic is a semi-automatic. Why are they picking on the AR? Because it's black and it's scary and, oh my God, these things are weapons of war because our president told us so. No, your president's a freaking moron. All right? Get over it. So, what is... What is... The muzzle velocity. That's what we're looking at here. Muzzle velocity. That is the speed at which the bullet comes out of a barrel at the muzzle. A 223 Remington. Now, ARs are chambered mostly in two calipers. Okay, your most common ones. There are others out there. Okay, yes, there's the there's a 300 blackout. There's the there, there's the 308. There's there's the 7.62 by 59. That's not as common, but it is out there, okay? But the 223 and the 5.56, these are your two most common. Now, what they don't get into is which round they were using, and that makes a huge difference. Full metal jacket or jacketed hollow points. They never mention the specifics, not once. So we're going to look at in general. The, so the muzzle velocity of a standard 223 is around 3,100 feet per second. That is faster than the speed of sound. How about that? You get get a uh, get a sonic boom. A standard 5.56 NATO, okay, is around 3,100 feet per second. And that's uh, it, there's there's some variances in there. Some are a little faster. Some are a little slower, depending on how you load your rounds. Okay. There's, there's always variances. So let's get to a six millimeter Creedmoor. Okay. That is 3,600 feet per second on average. That, that, that's, that's, that's a lot faster, isn't it? That's, that's even scarier, isn't it? But let's get to the 300 blackout. Okay. Now, if you don't know the, the, the diameter of the round, the 223, the 5.56, that 0.22 is measured in English, okay? Being a machinist for so many years, that's 220 thousandths, 22 caliber. The 300 is 0 0.300. That's 300 thousandths. It's a bigger round. The 6 millimeter, you take 6 millimeters, divide by 25.4, then you can get the, the English equation to that, and that'll tell you about what round it is. But the 300 EC blackout travels around 2,000 feet per second, roughly speaking, Okay. So let's take a look at some handguns, okay? A standard 9mm round travels around 1,200 feet per second. Still, that's still faster than this sound, isn't it? That means what you're hearing is that sonic boom. No difference in the loudness of the noise. None. It's the same decibel level, okay? But yes, it does go one-third. Again, apples, peaches, they're both guns. Both of those are fruits. Both of them grow on trees. Both of the guns fire bullets. They do very, very different things. Okay? And they're four different things. A 38 Special. Okay? Now, here's one for you. A 38 Special travels on a hot load at 1,111 feet per second. Oh, my God. That's subsonic. A, another standard round 
with Alliant Bullseye Powder, 4.2 grains, has a muzzle velocity of 891 feet second. Okay. Yeah. How, how about that? Subsonic. It's loud. You can hear it. You know it goes off. But it doesn't break the sound barrier, which means you don't have that large crack. Large crack. So let's take a look at the 40 Smith & Wesson. 1,200 feet per second. Boom. Faster than the speed of sound. What do you think of that? Okay. And I'm just looking at the common rounds. All right. That's all I'm looking at. Just common stuff. And the 45 ACP. 45 ACP travels at 1,172 feet per second. Okay. That's on the high end. On the low end, you can load a subsonic round at 984 feet per second. One's faster than the speed of sound. One's lower than the speed of sound. But those are measured in decibels. So immediately, right off the bat, it's political agenda and absolute bullshit lies. All it boils down to. So how do we fix this problem? Okay. They want to ban assault rifles. And one of the things they're talking about is they want to make it a law that if you own a gun, you're required to own a safe. Oh, hold on a second. I'm confused. My assault rifles or my assault pistols or my assault knives or whatever else. Right now, they're focusing on assault rifles. But what's next? Go down the list. All right? You don't believe me? Look at history. Why am I going to lock them in a safe? I have yet to have any of my guns or knives or bows or kitchen knives or pocket knives or anything. None of them has lined up in the hallway to assault me. So what is assault? Assault is an act, action by a living human being. Hold on just a second. I'm going to look this up probably hear my keyboard back there. Yes, I'm actually going to look up the the, the, the the legal term, okay? Now, this is according to dictionary.com, okay? Assault, verb, make a physical attack on. Now, a physical attack. Second definition, a concerted attempt to do something demanding. Well, that's actually stupid. Okay, anyway, that is the definition of assault. My guns, my bows, my knives, my black powder guns, my dear animal heads that I have hanging on the wall have never assaulted me. So what can assault you? Well, what can assault you is a multicellular organism. That's what can assault you. Ticks assault you. They stick their head in you. Whether you want to look at it that way or not, I mean, they're just doing what they do, but technically that's what it is. It is assault. Can you prosecute a tick? No. Any judge is going to look at you and tell you you're an idiot. Your cat can assault you. They can attack you. That's what that is. Assault, attack. Funny, isn't it? Yeah. My guns don't assault anyone. So why am I going to lock them up? Well, because I'm going to keep them away from people who do commit assault. Oh, wait. Wait. I have to lock my guns up so that somebody else cannot come in and take them and commit the act of assault. That means my rifle did not do the assaulting. The person did the assaulting. Now let's get into statistics. Let's take a look at who and what does what. People 
commit assault. Okay? That could be a simple slap as physical assault. Just a slap can count as assault. Okay? I can verbally assault you and demean you. That's assault in a sense. Yes, it is. I am not going to argue that. That is very possible to do. And I have a cat scratching on my back right now, which is kind of nice because I had an itch I couldn't quite get to. But anyway, my, my wife went and got two kittens, okay? And she's named them something and something. I don't even know. The other cat, the, the big adult cat she got, she's got a name too. I just call her cat. And she comes to me. These two, I've renamed them. One is P and one is Niss. Together, because they're twins, they make a penis. Yes, they're both males and yes, they're both dicks. Anyway, moving on from that. Multicellular organisms can commit assault. Whether that be animals, wild animals can assault you, tame domestic animals can assault you in the right situations, and people can commit assault. How often does this happen? Is it 1 in 10? No, I don't think it's that much. Now, it may seem that way, and I'm going to be honest with you, statistics don't matter when you or your loved ones are involved. You're going you're gonna to blow those numbers right out. You're going to say, well, if all the people in the world, my person got attacked. And, and you're right. I'm not going to take that away from you a bit. Okay? That's a fact. I agree with you. And I understand that. But statistically speaking, is it one in ten people that commit the act of assault? No. I don't think it's that high. Is it one in a hundred? You know, I don't even think it's that high. I think I think for the most part, people are pretty, pretty peaceful. Okay, we try our best to get along and try our best to be good people. Do we get aggravated? Do we get upset? Yes. Can we commit isolated attacks, whether it be physical or verbal? Yes. And is it typically against those we love and are closest to us? Yes. But is it one in a hundred? I don't think so. Among husbands and wives, maybe. Okay. But among the general populace, people you don't know, no, I don't think it's that high. Is it one in a thousand? I don't think so. I mean, given... Look at the crime statistics in the United States, given the number of people that live in the United States based off the last census data. I don't even think it's one in a thousand. I really think it's closer to like one in a hundred thousand, which statistically speaking is a very, very low percentage rate. However, those people that do commit crimes get a lot of attention. And the news media is pushing that. Now, did you hear about the guy who stabbed somebody the other day? Nope, neither did I. Did it happen? You bet it did. Somewhere. Somewhere, somebody in the last 24 hours or 48 hours was stabbed. Plain, simple, said, done over. It happened. But is that all over the news? No, it's not. Why? Because he did not go into a doctor's office and shoot it up. Plain and simple. That's the part that's different. He carried a gun in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He didn't carry a knife. However, he could have done just as much damage with that knife as he did with a gun. No difference. Assault is assault. Death is death. But now, the federal government wants to get involved. Now, they want to and who who do they want to, who do they want to punish for these acts of violence? Who do they want to put the demands on us, the law-abiding citizens of the country who have committed no crime? 
Plain, simple, said, done, over. We've done nothing wrong, but we must pay the price. And that's how this country is working under this regime. They are not looking at who committed the crime. They don't care. It's a person. Just blame them all. If you own a gun, you're evil. If you own a gasoline-powered vehicle, you're evil. This is ridiculous. It is absolutely absurd. It is the law-abiding citizens of the country who is going to ultimately have to pay the price. So who is going to, let's, let's just say, let's just say that this law passes and, and, and they get these things pushed through and you are required as a gun owner to lock your firearms up in a safe. And let's say you have to have two safes, one for your firearms, one for your ammunition because you can't store them together. Okay, that'd be too dangerous. Oh, that assault rifle could come after you. No, you have to store them separately. Now you're sitting at home on a Friday or Saturday night. You're just chilling. You're relaxing. You're watching an action movie. Everything's going great. You got the pizza. You got the beer. You got you got everything going on, man. You are into the moment. The action scene is going. The good guy is jumped out of an airplane. He's in a parachute. He's swooping down. The damsel in distress is in the high-speed car going down the road. The good guy lands on top of the car, rips out the bad guy, saves the damsel in distress. Boom. Everything's good, right? Good movie. You are in it, okay? You got the big screen TV. You got the surround sound on. You're eating your pizza, your popcorn. You're drinking your Coke, your iced tea, your, your cold beer. Somebody breaks into your house. You're not paying attention. You got that surround sound up. You can't hear shit but that TV, man. You are in the moment. Guy breaks into the bathroom. Immediately he comes in. He's got a knife to your throat. Ain't a gun. He's got a knife to your throat. Hair's in his hand. Your hair is in his hand. Head is ripped back. Knife to your throat. And he's making demands. Now most people say, well, I call 911. Okay. How are you going to call 911 at that point? Let's assume he releases his pressure and lets you sit. Life is still on you. You're scared to death. How are you going to call 911? But okay, let's go the other route on that. You hear the break-in and you do call 911. 911 response is typically, I think I think in most communities, 911 responds really quickly. Police officers tend to get to scenes very fast. Let's just say it's three minutes. Three minutes. How long does it take to commit murder? How long does it take to die? How long could it take for you to defend yourself? You reach down, you've got your handgun, boom, bad guy taken care of. It's done. It's easy enough to see what happened. He broke in the window. He kicked in your door. He did whatever. He broke into your home. He pulled a weapon on you. Are they going to call for assault knives next? You're damn right they will. You think I'm kidding, don't you? They banned the normalized sale of fully automatic firearms. Why? Because mobsters. Because of the old Tommy guns. That was it. Nobody outside of that was really committing crimes with them, but mobsters love them. Mobsters love their Tommy guns, and quite frankly, I wish I had one. I would even take a semi-automatic Tommy gun. That would just be fun, but whatever. It is what it is. Outside of your mobsters, people were not committing violent crimes with fully automatic firearms. 
suppressors. You have to go through a huge process. Both of these, you can still own a fully automatic firearm. You can still own a suppressor. It's a $200 annual tax stamp. You have to pay for your right to have those. You still do it. Why did they ban suppressors? Because they were afraid people would commit crimes with them. Were they? Nope. Wasn't happening. Still doesn't. So it's absolutely stupid. It's ridiculous. The lie has been put to it before they wrote the law, and the lie has been put to it since they wrote the law. Plain simple, said, done over. They're idiots. They think we're too stupid to see what has actually happened, what is actually going on. But the simple fact is, we can look at it. The data is there. Does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. They don't care. The point of government is to control. That's what this government is trying to do control. They want to ban AR style rifles because they're black and they're scary. Matter what the rifle looks like? Doesn't matter what color it is? Doesn't matter what shape it comes in? No, it doesn't. It makes no difference at all. They want to ban high capacity magazines. Well, high capacity, low capacity, it doesn't make a damn difference. You drop the mag, you slam the next one in, boom, you're right back up. Again, does not matter what rifle you use. No difference. Does not change anything. The principles of it are the exact same. Same with your handguns. Makes no difference. Okay, you drop the mag, you slam the next one in. Doesn't make any difference. So they're going to lie to you. They're going to further hinder your rights as an American citizen. And then they're trying to say that the, 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 the militia does not apply to the American people. Now, the men who signed the Declaration of Independence, and I always go back to this, our founding fathers, do you think, do you think they were looking at just an organized militia? No. I don't think they were. Who fought the American Revolutionary War? It was the American people. Was it an organized militia? No, not prior to that. It was men and women who stood up and said, no more. That was who did it. Nobody else. It was them. Now, did they have an organized militia after that? Yeah, yeah, you could say that. The very when the army came into existence, it was it was more of a militia than it was an army. You had your own your own gun. You had your own clothing. They didn't really have uniforms until a little later on, and the government didn't start paying for uniforms or standardize those uniforms until much later. But in the beginning, it was a militia. And that militia was just a loose coalition of people who would stand up and defend their rights, their God-given American rights, to live freely. And then, of course, Biden, earlier in his presidency, went on to say, you couldn't just buy a cannon? Really? Wow, you're such an idiot. You know, a simple Google search could have helped you immensely, or your text writer for that point, whoever wrote that speech, to put on that teleprompter for you to do whatever you do with because you're a freaking moron. I can buy a cannon today, and I would if I had the money. 
Okay, that's the honest truth. If I could afford a cannon, I would totally buy one because they're awesome. Is it illegal? Nope. I can have it shipped directly to my door. No big deal. Comes FedEx. FedEx trucks pulls up. They get the two-wheel dolly out. They roll it out the truck, roll it up to my front door, drop it off. Boom. Done deal. I could buy the cannon. I could buy the carriage. And then I can assemble the cannon to the carriage. The carriage is the wheel portion that goes up underneath the cannon barrel. And I can get two, three, four-inch bore cannons. That's big. Okay, four inches. Think about that. I could buy a four-inch bore cannon and the carriage. I can assemble it right here at my house. I could park it in my front yard. Guess how many laws I have broken. And let's not just look at the federal level. Let's look at the state level. Let's look at your city level even. And your city level, those are ordinances. Those are just misdemeanors. Okay. How many laws have I broken, whether it be felonies or misdemeanors? Not one. Not one law was broken. Not today. Not 200 years ago. Nothing different. You can buy a cannon, and you can park it in your front yard, and there is not one damn thing in the world illegal about it. You want a Gatlin gun? Is that illegal? That's a fully automatic weapon. No, it's not. No, it's not. A fully automatic weapon, by the legal federal definition, is any gun that discharges every round with a single pull of the trigger. A Gatlin gun doesn't do that. It's got... A circular series of barrels and those barrels independently fire while you crank the handle that's not fully automatic funny huh that does not meet the legal definition I I can go buy a Gatlin gun today and again if I had the money I would do it I've priced them and they are quite expensive they're very complex weapons and they are very hard to put together and maintain but yes, I could go buy a Gatlin gun today. No questions asked. I just got to fill out the yellow sheet because it is still a firearm and it shoots modern cartridges. It's not a black powder. It's not a bow. So I still got to fill out my background check. Is it illegal? Nope. Not in the least. Can I mount that on top of my vehicle? Yeah, in the state of Oklahoma, I can. Would I get funny looks? May I get harassed? Possibly. But it's not illegal. I can carry my katanas, katanas, however you say it. I can strap them to my back and walk in downtown. Am I going to get funny looks? Oh, you could bet your bottom dollar on that. I will get funny looks. Is it illegal? No, it's not. I can go to Walmart. I can go to Hastings. I can go oh, Hastings doesn't exist. I can go to a pharmacy with my swords on my back. Now, each individual shop could ask me to leave. And if I don't leave, the crime I'm committing then is possibly trespass, a misdemeanor. Ask me to leave, I'll leave. I don't care. They don't want my money. I don't, I don't, it doesn't bother me. I don't care. The simple fact is I'm not breaking any laws. Plain and simple. So what they've done up to this point of the 1968 Gun Control Act is just an attempt to control you in the name of safety something a, a a fictitious example they set up 
to control you. That's all it is. And that's all this is. The loss of human life is horrible. I hate it when people lose their lives. But is it going to stop? No. You make all the gun control laws you want. Who's going to have them? The bad guys. And what are they going to do with them? They're going to hurt you. All they're doing is restraining honest American citizens the right they have constitutionally to defend themselves, their homes, and their families. That's all they're doing. They're trying to constrain you. Now, I would have loved to have gone over prepping stuff today, but this all this stuff is, is pissing me off. Let's go back to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Let's go back to that doctor's office that got shot up where four people were killed. Let me ask you a question. How far would he have gotten if one, just one, of the patrons in that office, a good guy, had a gun? How many people would have died? Possibly two, maybe three. But one of those lives would have been saved, probably. More than likely, one of those lives would have been saved. Now, was one a huge number as compared to three? No, but every life matters. And that's one more person that would not have been harmed. Would not have been killed. Let me rephrase that. If one person would have been able to defend themselves, their families, and the people around them, that is what they want to stop. They do not want you to defend yourself. Now, let's take a look at this. Adolf Hitler did something similar to this in the name of safety. Where did that go? How did that end? In the history books, go look it up. We all know how that ended. It ended with the United States developing nuclear bombs that was initially going to be dropped on Berlin. That's what they were developed for. Instead, because Russia was able to get into Berlin, and we followed right behind them, the fall of Berlin ended the war in Europe. We turned around and used those bombs on Japan. That's what we did. It didn't go to waste. But it did end the war. You have to meet violence with violence. Okay? Your sensitivity training classes, they're going to tell you, oh, just talk to them. They're hurt people. They're emotionally wounded. You know what? I don't care how emotionally wounded you are. You pull a gun on me, I'm going to shoot you. That's all there is to it. I'm not going to pull first. I don't want to. I never want to pull a gun on a human being. I never want to cause harm to a human being. That's why I got into healthcare. I want to help people. I want to help them heal. I want to help them get better. I want them to be back out on the streets, walking around, doing their thing. Okay? I do not want to harm anybody, but I can and I will defend myself. That is my American constitutional right. And that's yours too. If you're just willing to defend yourself, you do not have to be a victim. That's a choice. I choose I will not be a victim. Not so long as it's within my power to not be. I will not be an aggressor. I'm not going to go pick the fight, nor should you go pick a fight. If you pick the fight, you're going to get what you deserve. At that point, you're the aggressor. It's not my problem. I don't care. You got what you got coming to you. Plain, simple, said, done, over. But if you're defending yourself, you should be allowed to use any means necessary 
to defend your life, your family, the people around you, your home, your property. You should be allowed to do that. And you are allowed to do that constitutionally without a dictatorship taking that right from you. So, how do we solve this problem? You know, many, many years ago, we had the Boy Scouts, we had the Girl Scouts, we had firearms in school. We did. It was no big deal to carry your gun in your truck. You know, be safe. How do you be safe? Let's teach you how to be safe. That's what they did. And they taught kids. And it was no big deal. They taught children how to be safe with knives, with guns, with cars. That's something, that's something we're missing today. My children and my grandchildren, I have gone out of my way to try to teach them gun safety, knife safety. In fact, lawnmower safety. Because, I mean, let's face it, you got a blade spinning down there pretty darn fast. you got to be safe with that too. Safety. Teach it. Learn it. If you don't know how to do it, if you are going to be exposed to it at all, learn how to be safe. Do not try to wire a 220 amp plug if you don't know how. Find out how. Don't try to wire a 110 plug if you don't know how. Find out how. Because those two things, in certain conditions, they'll kill you. Plain and simple. You're dead. Dead is dead. It doesn't matter how you got there. That's not the relevant point. Dead is dead. That's what matters. So if you don't know the safety of whatever it is you're trying to do, Learn to be safe. So, if anything I said here is wrong, I want you to please email it sslcbville at yahoo.com. Email is in the show notes. Also, if you haven't looked it up yet, my book, The Oklahoma Prepper, Your Ultimate Survival Guide, it is available on Amazon in both paperback and ebook formats. The ebook format is about half the price of the paperback, however, it's much harder to make notes in the ebook version of it. I will tell you that right now. But if you want it on your phone so you can keep it with you anywhere you go, it is available there too. So thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions about specific safeties, email me and we'll do a whole show about it. That is not a problem. I'm sorry about today's podcast. My heart goes out to the people, the families in Tulsa and these recent shootings. There's nothing we can do to change that. We cannot turn back the hands of time. But what we can do is move forward and try to make things like this not happen again. And one of the ways to do that is to allow people the right and encourage people to defend themselves instead of revoking their rights to do that. So, without saying getting too much further into that, right here at the end of the show, I'd just like to remind everybody, fuck Joe Biden, to be safe and always have somebody you know and you trust watching your six. Oh.